yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle, and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective, and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's Rugby Podcast. I'm Will Slattery, delighted to be joined in studio for our bumper autumn test preview by Luke Fitzgerald and Irish Independent Rugby Correspondent Rory O'Connor. Rory, thanks so much for coming in. No worries, cheers. And when we had you before the Champions Cup, I was talking about maybe how the Champions Cup, for me anyway, I get a bit more excited when it comes around versus the International Series. And you had maybe a different view. Does it feel like it's a, it's a big part of the season now that we're getting into these November games? I think it does, particularly with what's coming in, in a year or less than a year's time now. Um, you know, it's the jostling for position in that for that World Cup squad. Joe named a squad of 40 plus and he can only bring 31 to Japan. So that's the context in which we're looking at this. The All Blacks coming to town is always huge. You know, Italy this weekend in Chicago, you know, we, we've seen the squad they're bringing across. It's a bit of a training match. But once the Argentina team come over next week and we build towards that All Blacks game in, in two weeks' time, that is one of the fixtures of the season, the standout games. And I'm really looking forward to that. And there's going to be some really good ones across the month in, in other countries as well. So, uh, as I said before, I love I love Test Rugby. I don't, I'm not a big fan of these outside-the-window kind of money makers, but um, I don't think anyone will be complaining when New, New Zealand come to time in, in two weeks' time. Yeah, look, it's too much, you know, these extra games in, in outside the window where they're clashing against regular league matches and... I know we had that great one a couple of years ago in Ireland, beat the All Blacks and it was outside the window, but it does feel like you have Wales playing Scotland as well in the Millennium. And I know some of the money's going to a great cause, but it wasn't intended to be that way originally. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's interesting to see during the week, I think they were talking about, I remember possibly uh, last week they were still saying like the, the major earner is still the national team. 80%. For, yeah, 80%. yeah for, for Irish rugby, you know, um, and that's filtered all the way through the provinces, all the way through, um, you know, the underage system and the, the women's game, which we're obviously trying to grow not fast enough. Um, from from what I gather uh, on the feedback and the, the public feeling out there on that side of things. But generally speaking, you know, more money in the game, uh, you know, should means you know as long as you're putting in the right places, it should mean the game grows here and gets better. So, I'm torn as well. I like I think if you look at the English Premiership, you know there was an interesting kind of piece on that as well last week when they were talking about that season being extended for for ten months so it was not to clash. Like that's I don't know how they've dressed that up to sell that as you know player management. It's not. It's a longer season. Yeah. Um, 
And I think, um, you know, we have to be careful of that. Like international rugby, it's, it's violent, you know, it is, it's harsh on the body. Um, you know, the more of those big games you play, the more you think you're probably heading towards like an NFL thing where you've got, like the collisions are so big mm. uh, in international rugby, even comparatively to the likes of, um, you know, European Cup games, you know, the Heineken Cup games. So um, it's dangerous from that aspect. And, you know, do you want to see it go that way? Do you want careers to be short and et cetera? So we have to be careful of all that stuff. But in generally speaking, it's where most of the money's made. So yeah. you think the game grows from that from that place? Well, yeah, that, that kind of I, ends I get the, the point, argument, though. doesn't it? It's no, like it doesn't. It doesn't. Eighty percent of the cash, like oh, it is. It, the, the, it's yeah. no brainer for the RFU if a sponsor comes in with it, what we believe is a million euro to play this game in Chicago. Mm. The RFU are going to bite your hand. I mean, they can't not say no. And and for Joe Schmidt, it's another opportunity. So he gets to bring twenty six players, many of whom probably wouldn't play against Argentina. So he gets to look at these players. Yeah. So like for the, for him it's a no brainer for the RFU it's a no brainer. Rory, you know? well, absolutely, yeah. but you I know? do think that the Six Nations teams playing against each other outside of the Six Nations. Yeah. That's, yeah. If you're playing a long game, if you're looking at the long game and you're one like you know what makes those games special in February March, if they're playing each other twice a year, it just starts to eat into that a little bit. And I think mm. they just need to be a little bit careful around that sort of thing. Um, I mean Scotland Wales. I mean, is anyone really interested in watching Scotland and Wales in November? I'm not. <laughs> don't you know, like yeah, I, I, don't I, ask I, any of the Welshies or the Scots. <laughs> well, maybe they are. Like you know, I I mean, for be, Warren yeah. Gatland, they will be. Yeah. But like, it's not really. A, you know, if it's, if it's New Zealand, if it's Australia, that's what makes November that bit more special. And mm. it, I think it actually built. Like I think these games probably feed into the idea that the Nations League might not be a bad idea. Well, I, was these say, are just, I know we'll get into Ireland in more depth in a minute. But yeah, you know, there's this idea. Augustine P. Show has been floating about changing the kind of November and summer thing uh, kind of windows into more of a tournament that's played like whereas yeah, I like you know, groups, yeah. of, groups of three teams or something. You think that's a good idea? I like the idea. Yeah, I actually, I'm not generally opposed to it. Like I look, I suppose from yeah, I think you have to have your have have his hat on your head for a moment and and have a basically you know have a Southern Hemisphere hat on your head for a moment. Their game isn't growing as fast as our game. No. Like our game, our game is strong. Like Six Nations is the best competition in the world. Definitely, like it, it that that comp it's growing all the time. Different teams can win it, um, and it's really, really competitive, you know. And they get the crowds, you know. They do, they really do get the crowds. So, um, plus we're more populous up here, so you get more people watching the games. I think there's generally bigger interest here, I'm especially when you think about Australia. Yeah. South Africa have struggled. I could see them coming back into it, general, you know. But I, I I do think that all you know a lot of the money is up here, um, and basically you know that's supported by the viewing figures. And I think the competition is really good. So that's probably where he's coming from. He's probably trying to figure out ways where you know how do we generate revenue and interest down here how do we make you know th that's probably where he's at even though he'll, be, he'll say it's a world rugby hat I think it's generally a southern hemisphere hat um, I think you know the danger just to touch on the last point I think is that too much uh, the, the 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 Scotland Wales one like it feels like it's a real information gathering thing like you're you're kind of members outside of your your starting 25 or your 30 that are probably have a chance of starting the test team Feels like it's for the forty, the extended forty. To say, well, actually, who we, you know, who who's going to come? Who who's got a good chance of coming on, uh, like as uh, in our World Cup squad? That's what, it. Feels like an information yeah. gathering thing, and obviously a money gathering thing as well. Um, so not all bad. There's opportunities there for people. Like it's just whether it becomes overkill and does it take away from the competition? I don't think it does. Uh, but I think there's a danger that if you do it too many times, yeah. yeah. Like I think this is. It, I'm happy for this to be a standalone one. And I think it, that's not a bad is idea. Is it viable for you, Roy? Do you think this mm. this idea of a kind of a sort of a summer and November kind of tournament that's played across you know both windows? I'm open to it. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I, th I think there's definitely merit in it. I I love the three test series that they brought back in the last couple of years. Like yeah. the last couple yeah, of summers when Ireland have gone over, they're great. Uh, they've yeah, been they're great. great. And yeah. I'd, I'd love to see Australia come over here for three tests. 
Like why? Rather in, than in November. Just, in November, yeah. like, you know, just why don't they come here and they 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 stay in Ireland? They travel around. You mm. get a bit of more time with them. They get a bit. You know, I know it's only one stadium. We can probably host them in unless we could expand. Anyway, that's a, it's down the line. <laughs> but you know, you know, if England, if New Zealand were in England for yeah. three weeks, like what? Why not? That's like, that's another option. It's just the danger with that is that you do, like if you go through your career, like you could have say here, what's an average like international rugby career? Is it like? Three years, four years, like call it maybe. Let's say a World Cup window, four years maybe. Uh, okay, call it a World Cup window, and I think that's that's fair enough. Actually, I think, you know, you probably say like, well, at, at that, you know, and you might be injured for different parts of it. Do you then play? Like, would you have played? You know, the four or five. Sorry, excuse me. Oh, geez, how bad am I, Matt? The five teams in the Six Nations, possibly, and then you might have played. You know, have you, have you like if you missed November? Like, yeah. are you then? Do you miss ever playing out, playing Australia or New Zeland? Like, does it take a bit away? Does it like does the mystique of having to play one? You have one standalone game in November against New Zealand. Now I know they've been coming up fairly regularly, but sorry, th th that's that point. But I also get the point that Rory's making, and I actually kind of agree with it. Like, I think because you're just kind of figuring each other out. You know what I mean? You're saying like the the problem is is you have that dead duck if you have the you know if it's if there's a whitewash now. Yeah. You know if it's the home team they're saying geez we can't have a whitewash, but if it's the away team they're saying well look here we're at the end of a long season here. Do we just call it, you know, let's just, let's call it there. That's it. We're yeah. done. Pack up the bags, send it the rest of the squad. Uh, that's the danger with it. But look, you probably get that anyway if you have if you have one of the weaker opposition teams playing, you know, your four tests or your yeah. your, your game against Italy now in Chicago. Well, just one last thing on the P-Show thing because he kind of opened up again the debate when he said we don't want to have all these friendly matches. And, you know, it's a, for non-rugby fans, they always kind of give out, oh, why are you putting so much emphasis on these like games against New Zealand when they're in effect friendlies well the ones the ranking points are done it's yeah but there's no, there's nothing friendly about yeah, it like, I, I can't try to explain it to yeah, you I know I know it it's, is. A it's, it's test rugby it is. it's a culture thing they're no friendly anyone who's played rugby knows you can't play mm. you, you can't go half cock in rugby you gotta go full on when you're out there or else you get injured so there's no it's a something it's 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 a definitely an advantage rugby has it, that we haven't gone down the road that international games have become friendly you know non-six nations or yeah. non-competitive yeah. but I do think that these uh, these games that we have this weekend are probably more akin to yeah. the pre-World Cup games which are probably they are closer friendly. to like soccer friendlies, friendlies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's, World that's, Cup World games are friendly. well I mean yeah they are so that, like the test match you like I, I think they brought in the, the word friendly to try and get this Nations League thing across because no one in rugby uses that term there have been mm. the odd time in, in November you know South Africa have sent over kind of a, a half dodgy squad and you're kind of going are these as, are these as up for this as, as Ireland like November is a weird window sometimes but I think this with the World Cup this one I think you're fairly safe apart from maybe this weekend the two games against the, the rugby championship opposition are, are going to be real like proper games mm. Okay we'll move on to Ireland now Rory and you mentioned that Joe will use this extra game against Italy to like look at a couple of players who in your mind is he going to be looking at maybe outside of the established guys who could maybe kick on a bit Well there's a few over, over there this weekend Um it's clearly like the biggest issue this 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 window is scrum half, and I've seen Ron Nagara has suggested, and so Steve Hansen has suggested that Conor Murray may not be. The conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theories out there. I can't see Conor Murray playing against the All Blacks without any game time behind them. I just think that's unrealistic. So he's shouldn't left. Do it. He's left. I don't think so. Jo and I think, jo I think Schmidt wouldn't do that. He, he doesn't really do selection tricks. Like Murray that, shouldn't he? do it. He, mm. Murray shouldn't do it. He should just take the time. Um, the guy is always really fit. Um, he could I'm, I'm guaranteed he could come in and, and do a job for you there his game isn't like you know Ireland don't play that fast a pace New Zealand do but Murray's always really fit very strong guy reads the game really well it's not going to be a problem for him fitting back in he should take extra time here This you know, that's a, that, that injury there especially with the position he's in when he's passing um Needs to be careful with it. Needs mm. to manage it well. He needs to defend the front line as well. But, you he think, does, but he's hard as nails. Yeah. That guy. You think of it, an occasions where Johnny Sexton came 
from long layoffs straight back in and was amazing. Like he was uh, coming off a long layoff for concussion, which is a similarly, you know, you'd want to manage that. But he well, we actually don't know they were concussions. Actually, interesting. He was enough. stood down. Uh, yeah, but I think that was. But he was, was stood down a few by a French ones. doctor sorry, sorry. for. But that, some of that, uh, if you t- it was interesting hearing him talk about that. Did you see that? Yeah, stuff I did. The, yeah, 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 like he was talking about. Look, a bit of misinformation out there. You know, a bit of kind of you know hysteria around the whole thing. He was actually, as a matter of fact, I've had whatever very you know very few actual concussions. So, look. Interesting enough uh, debate on that side. And I get your point, you can do it. Um, I would say in Murray's case, um, that's kind of an injury where you need to get it to calm down, which is why he's given it all the time. Um, And, you know, I think that's a good thing, you know, because it's normal. He he will get this thing fixed. He's in a vulnerable position, though, and, like, especially when when you've got your head down, you don't see people coming through at the bottom of a rook and people are counter-rooking, etc. I think if you... For him, be a bad idea. I don't think you should do it. I think he should just manage himself, take the time, if let he it was calm down. Fit, do you think Joe would consider picking him? You know, of course, he would even pick if his best yeah. team, yeah, he would. I actually think though, for Joe, long term, he needs to test one. Of, he needs yeah. to test a few of those guys no out against give him. Another yeah. guy a oh, chance. They're, but they're really good players. Yeah. They yeah. are really like. Look, it takes. I think those positions, like those guys, are touching the ball, you know, More between sixty yeah. and eighty times in a game. They have their like. They are absolutely key to your game plan they're connecting between your forwards so that's basically your momentum and your backline who are trying to you know put you in better positions capitalize on momentum or you know manage the game for you those people are really really important they need time in there you don't ever grow into a great scrum half Murray didn't start off as a great scrum half as a matter of fact he shouldn't have been starting when he started Um, there was guys there who were better than him and more capable than him at that period and more experience but he got the time in there and he's, you know, you have to have the right head in your shoulders. Those few of those guys do. John Cooney, I, I think Luke McGrath does. Um, I think he's in a difficult situation. Leinster and that, like Jameson Gibson Park's a really good rugby player. He's sharing a lot of time there. The other two, Marmy and Cooney, are more regularly in there. They're we're more comfortable in their slot. There's less pressure on them every time to play mm. in that position, which I think is probably a good thing. At, at and in, in the playmaking positions, the point is. Eventually I'll get there. Well, I know you're dying to cut in there. <laughs> Eventually I'll get to the point. The point is, they need some time in there. And that's key in playmaking positions at nine and ten. And that's why he needs to give those guys opportunities, especially either a Joey or a Ross Byrne as well, um, in, in the ten slot. They need time in there. You need time to settle into the pace of the game, the difference of the game, because you're actually a bit more of an island. As much as you're the connector, you're more of an island in international rugby. Um, you're a standalone thing. You've got to deliver on your job. Can't do other jobs. It takes a long time to figure that out. He has good guys there with good heads on their shoulders but they need some time in there. He should just say to Murray, listen, rest up, get yourself better, strengthen everything around it, take take more time. You're going, you're great. We know you're great. You're going to be in the team. We need to figure out more about the rest of the guys. And he should do that, I think. That, just my personal view on it. And it looks do, like... Do you think, any, any sense in that, Rhodes? I agree. He started 80% mm. of Ireland's tests since the last World Cup, Conor Murray. And we know all about him. Look, Ireland will have a way better chance of beating New Zealand if he's starting. But really, it's mm. about a year's time if it's South Africa or New Zealand in the quarterfinal and Murray's picked up a knock in the, in the last group game and suddenly you've got to yeah. pitch in. Mm-hmm. They might only bring one other scrum half, so you're pitching that guy in at short notice and he needs to have played elite, elite test matches and got minutes under his belt. And Marmion is probably in pole position because he started against England mm. in that game and did well. McGrath, you're right. Is, is flying it with Leinster and has got competition keeping him keeping him heat keeping the heat under him. Marmion's not Cooney's going to Chicago, which would indicate perhaps he's. he's I think he's definitely in for the next one. I think so. He's said, idea, this yeah. talk he's going to. Oh, sorry, I think he said today he's going to he's going to play for Connacht this weekend just to get a bit of game time under his belt, which because he's got an intra, he's got an injury recently, mm. okay. but um, it might be just off the bench for twenty minutes just to get keep his eye in. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think it's in, I think 
I I I think Cooney might lo- might lose out by virtue of the fact that um, Luke McGrath has much more experience with time with Joey Carberry, so they might stick. I think it looks like bringing Bundy Aki, they might put Bundy at twelve, a really experienced player alongside Joey, and then maybe the guy he's used to playing with inside. You know, what Joe thinks well, about yeah. putting players it in and building the back good, and it, it simplifies it, something like, that you yeah. said before is that it's good that if they're starting Joey Carberry, he has the first choice or as close the first choice centre partnership outside him. So it's not as if he's being pitched in with yeah. say yeah. Stuart McCluskey and Sammy well, Arnold, who like, you know they wouldn't be the first choice yeah. guys. But Bundy Aki makes it simple for you there as well. Yeah. Like you know, he's not a complex player. Yeah. Like he's. You know he's not he's not gonna, he's not rethinking anything in the game like he's not cutting edge, but he's bloody good. Yeah. Um. And he, and Joey can just say all day, don't know if much is on here. Just gonna give, give it. it. Just yeah. gonna run yeah. straight and give it. That's what and, and that's great. You need to have those things because then it buys you time to build shape, get touches on the ball and simple touches like and mm. just be effective at those things. Um. Best way of building yourself into the game, in my experience at the at the top level, is is to have a few simple touches, whether that be. It's weird. It could even be a rook. It could be a tackle. It could be a simple pass. Whatever it is, a catch. It settles you in nicely. Having people around you who deliver on those things that are consistent. And yeah, and that you're used to, I think, as well. It makes a big difference. So I, I'd expect a bit of experience to be around him. I think it's the right thing to do. And it's interesting, the full-back position now with Rob Carney, potentially an injury doubt going forward. So whoever plays full-back against Italy this weekend could potentially be playing against the All Blacks or against Argentina. And we were chatting a bit off-air. Will Addison is a guy who's played a lot of full-back and... You know, a lot of people might be too familiar with him if they haven't seen him play this year. He's come over from Sale Sharks where he's captain them, so he's a lot of experience. And you think that he could feature pretty prominently going forward in November? Well, I think he has the versatility. We've seen him play quite well, sorry, very well for Ulster in the 13 jersey the last couple of weeks. I wonder if he might slot in there in this game. But just If you look at the personnel he's brought over, he's got Conway and he's got Jordan Larmour. And Jordan Larmour's never started a game for Ireland. So... I think there's a need that if he's going to go to your World Cup, you need to have him have the experience of starting a game, doing the anthem, you know, all that stuff that comes with starting a game and just getting 60 to 80 minutes under his belt. He's done really well off the bench. In fairness, he came off the bench really early in all three tests against Australia. I think he got nearly starting minutes because there was yeah, injuries in each game. But he's still, I think, you need to get him that start and this is an ideal opportunity. Maybe on the right wing, he wasn't great in Toulouse at fullback. Um, I think... That was a probably a good result for Rob Kearney in many ways. That you know yeah. the experience that Rob has, all those little things that he does. So Addison does play fifteen and, and thirteen, but you've also got Andrew Conway there, so he could be your fifteen. Larmer, your Joe 14. likes him. Joe likes Conway. He does. He was yeah. disappointed he left when when he went when I was in mm. Leinster. Um, and he's playing really well, and he's great under the high ball for a yeah. small guy. Um, you know, Joe loves that. He yeah. just loves that surety there. You know, it's better the kicking up the kick like. I, I wonder what I I was kind of I've been surprised he hasn't been starting uh, there for months all the time, yeah. probably down to his kicking maybe, um, possibly his handling. I don't know. Like um, I mean, look, he's playing great in the wing. So yeah, uh, I don't know what uh, that doesn't make sense. To you. I'd like to see Andrew Conway in there in, in full back for them. Yeah, um, now I know they had Haley there, but still he hasn't pulled up trees since he came over Haley. But he's, he looks a tidy player, but he hasn't. Yeah, he's solid, but yeah. Being, and like, the fact that he didn't make it into the school, like he was signed like Addison from Sale yeah. with the view to playing for Ireland. But didn't didn't make the step, whereas Conway's gotten into the squad ahead of him. But it'd be interesting to see where he play, puts him. He, yeah. he did have him on the right wing in that game in Australia when he got injured. So the only thing is, though, it's there. difficult to defend. Like I, I, I still have my doubts about Larmer defensively. You yeah. know, I think he that's the next little bit in his game. He, he, like he will get it. You can see he's keen for the contact and that. It's not, it's not a case of that, which is kind of the important part, yeah. really. Um, and look, it could be a good time to do that then. But I, like, I, I still think he feels like he'd be a great fullback. He's got lovely handling. Mm. He can get the ball away pre-contact and uh, post-contact because his footwork's so good. Um, I'd love to see him given an opportunity there. Just whether he's tall enough for it, I just feel like that's going to be something that always will come against you. I think, and 
you know, like if you're playing against a Wales or a big team, like they're they are going to rain it down on mm. you, and it's difficult if you're a small guy to be competing with those people. Lee Happen, he does it incredibly well, but he's the exception that proves the rule, really. You know, you always saw you look at Shane Williams and guys like that. Like they always it was always the weak point in his game. You know, J Jason Robinson even. If you're in the back three and you're not even, you know, if you're not six one really, like you're you're gonna be, they're gonna test you in the air and yeah. it's difficult. Remember Takiri in the in the World Cup final, that high ball, that flatly put up, you know, like that's what that's what I always think. I always think Shane Williams, like you're just gonna clean him out in the air, you know, yeah. as good as he is, you know, he'll make defensive mistakes. Um, so that's that's the that's the difficulty for Jordan. I think to get to the next level, it's so great. It was great to see him nominated and well deserved for that award. It's so exciting to watch. Uh, the attacking stuff is really good. I actually think he'll get better at that. I think some of his starting positions, he will get way better. He'll give himself more options as he gets older. But um, that's the difficult piece. Like I think Joe I'm sure he'd for the career of Shane Williams and Jason Robinson. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. But like you want to be the complete rugby player. Like that's what you want. You want to. You want like you know in the big games. You know you want to be. You know you don't want to give away one and then score one. Like I, that's always, I always kept a personal scorecard and those things. I don't know, I'm sure all the greats did, you know, I'm sure Drico was the same. Like you want to be more like the Drico where, you know, you're everything or yeah. the Johnny Sexton where you're everything. Do you know what I mean? You're tackling, you're great defensively and you're like, that's, that'll be your Dan Carter, Richie McCall. They're the best at everything. You know, they're brilliant at whatever they decide to do. I always think they're the great players for me, but, um, not that the others aren't great players, but just that would be my view on it. And I think Jordan is capable of being that is probably the point I'm getting to. So um, I hope he gets an opportunity. I think Joe likes him. Like, you know, Good I don't chair. think he gets involved. Like, he's not going to play him against Australia in what was a fairly... Like, that way, I think he plays huge importance on that test series down there. Um... So I don't think I think he's he'll be close, and he's been pretty good for Leinster. Like he's pretty much starting for Leinster now, you know. So um, I could see I could see him starting there. I think Will Addison has a better chance at thirteen than fifteen actually, because I think he picked think Conway so. ahead I just of him there. Like, there's a couple of ones. Like, you look at the twenty six he's brought, and like Gary Ringles is there. So not like, twenty six. Why would you bring him? Bring him over? Like the three centers, and they haven't got that many back three players, mm. and you need more back three players. It's just an odd one. I wonder is Gary there at, for the number 23 jersey to bring him on maybe on the right wing just to see can he do it in, in breaking case of emergency so that he can play that role like he, he needs to be he's got so many fit players for once in our lives we've got, like Ireland apart from Conor Murray have pretty much a full deck yeah. he's got like he's got he's got Gary Bundy and do you think Gary's just nailed on for that 13 I'm not sure I don't know I think for the All Blacks you, like he might just go for the power and, and explosiveness of, of Henshaw and of Aki like I he he hasn't not picked Bundy since he got him. Now he's fitted everyone around him. He hasn't let him down. He really likes his, his power. He loves Robbie Henshaw's power. Like he, they're three of his favorite players, but he has to pick two of them. And I wonder is he going to look at Robbie on the bench against Argentina with a view to starting him against New Zealand? I just think he's going to play with stuff like that all because he likes to see these things happen. He put him on. He put Robbie Henshaw on the bench against Fiji last year mm. with a view to bringing him on a fullback. Just to see if he, well, he how he's going. Robbie, I, I'm I'm really surprised Robbie hasn't got a better shot there. A really fullback, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, why not? You know, he's just such a, yeah. he's such a good he was such a good fullback. Now, I think the, the amount of contacts he takes on a regular basis has probably slowed him down a little bit. I'm not sure. You know, it's it's so long really since he was there. This year, and he's but so he was so fit. good there for Connor. So fit, yeah. yeah. So look, I think he's going to look at stuff like that over the week. The window, like he's got three, he's got three fit mm. centers for the first time since he's taken over since yeah. since they since Bundy qualified. So I think he's going to have to look at this sort of stuff. So that's twenty three. I don't think he's going to pick Robbie at, at but like, sir, we should talk. We need to talk about that, like, because I, I, sorry, that's been on my mind for a long time. It's Robbie's favorite position. It is. He's he's stated that he wants to play. Like that's where he wants to play. He never didn't want to play twelve. Like he's just uh, a when brilliant he first 12. broke through, like Darcy and O'Driscoll were winding down. O'Driscoll had retired basically, so they mm. needed centers. 
but he's a, he like he's really good in the air. He's so brave. Like he just yeah. get he throws himself. And he's so fit. He's probably a better player, better ball a, player than people give, give him credit for. Of a boot as yeah. well. Like he's got a monster of a boot. He like look the deceptive side. Is there like, like Jordan Armour is obviously more deceptive, but like Robbie's a huge man. Yeah. Like he's hard to stop, and he's got nice hands. Like well, you're weighing it up. Would he be more effective at fullback? You're taking him out of a position where he's so good. Do you try and fit more so of your good. better players in? Do you try and go yeah. well? Like where's where's our future? Like you know, our future is well. Who would be playing? You know, mm. this was now with Bundy as well. You could potentially you know rejig things. But before Bundy came in November last November, if you took Robbie out of centre. You'd be starting Stuart McCluskey, perhaps. Like, but that's the benefit yeah. of having Bundy there. Like, you know, you yeah. got all three of them there. How do you fit your best yeah. players into the team? Do you pick? And are, are you shoehorning guys in? I don't think you are with Robbie Henshaw. But also, do you want to? Like, we saw Gary Ringo's play on the wing for Leinster. Is that the, the way? That's so you bring him on with twenty five minutes to go against a tired defence at thirteen. But if you have to, you can put him on the wing. I think he's just going to look at all those little things over the course of this window mm-hmm. because when you're picking a twenty three or thirty one man squad, you have to pick players who are able to cover other positions. And I never even considered uh, Gary as as a uh, as a winger. Do you think he's guaranteed starting against the All Blacks? Yeah, fifth, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it's for the other two. That's to what I like. Twelve. Like, yeah, that's they, what I, they both play twelve all the time. Really, like you know. Yeah, well, Robbie did 12. play thirteen. Last I time. know, but it, that's not Robbie's a twelve or he's a fifteen. Yeah. Like I don't think he's that. I think he might mix it up between Argentina and New Zealand. I think he play mm-hmm. one of them and one. And I, I, I think we're going to see. Like I think we're going to see some really interesting selections. Obviously, the All Blacks one is the team is the is probably the closest it's, to yeah, what yeah, Joe has yeah. in his head as his top twenty three, but like that's going to change. And like by the time we come Six Nations. Players will be injured. And he's an odd selector at times as well. Like he'll yeah. again, like he'll he'll, and like I think he's so good, he kind of gets away with it a bit. But he makes odd selections at yeah, times. You're yeah. kind of like, how is that guy still getting picked, or how is such and such now in the team from nowhere? Like yeah. he'll have loads of ones like that. You're kind of, like, but then his bench they always produce. Yeah, like yeah. they always produce because he has them so well drilled. Yeah. One no- person who it's probably a pretty big November for, even though he is the captain of the team, is Rory Best. He obviously missed the summer tour. Uh, you know, has been injured a bit this season. His form hasn't been great either. Like, and he's thirty. He'll be thirty-seven for the World Cup. He will, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. thirty-six at the moment. So, quite an advanced age for a hooker. So, I know he's. I don't know, under pressure is probably too strong to put it. But like, if he doesn't go well in November, given his age and the, they're already laughing when you. <laughs> they're just gonna pick him every time. Well, if they were going to move on from Rory Best, this like. After the summer was the time because Peter O'Mahony captained the team really well. Johnny yeah. stepped in. They won the test series without him. He's 36. They could have said, look, you know, They're thanks for your service. But they've picked him again. They've put the C beside his name. Mm. He is the World Cup captain unless he gets injured. I don't need this debate. I, like, okay. I, I think there's, there is room for us to discuss whether Niall Scannell is a better option, whether Sean Cronin, yeah. who is, I think, a podcast favourite. Uh, you know, <laughs> he hasn't been on yet, though. He's, he's too he's, afraid, he's actually, that Joel a, he's Coleman becomes on. Seriously, like, yeah. He's going he's scoring to try a week, you know, for Leinster, and he's, he's, he's you know, he's yeah. having a stormer of a season. But, like, you know, he, he has a big challenge. And then Herring is, is a Joe favourite, yeah. um, who did really well in the summer. And the three he of them did well in the summer. Sean didn't get the opportunity as much because he got injured when he was supposed to start the third test. But I think the colours have been nailed to the mast and barring another, you know, if, if Rory, if Rory Best's hamstring flares up again this season, I think he's in trouble because he just, he's had a year of that now, but it seems like he's growing into the season. He had a bit of a mare over in, in Rassing with his with his set piece, yeah, but he's but starting to get a bit, look a bit sharper, a bit fitter. And I just think, I think he's the Ireland captain. I think he will be until the, the World Cup. I think Luke's right. Yeah, they will. They keep picking him, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, look, you know my views on this. I, um, I find it difficult to to I, I I just don't look I must see something I don't I'm obviously not seeing the same game, um, 
as they are, but I'm willing to accept that I could be wrong on that one. Um, you know, I I think Scandal and, and, and Cronin are the are the two best hookers, definitely. Um, you know, I, I'm re- I'm always really surprised that they're not they don't get the nod. I think there's loads of leaders in the team. You know, I think you got Pete there as ready made. You could go CJ if you wanted. But you got Johnny there now. Like there's lots of you know. I don't think you're stuck, and I don't think Cap- I don't think it's actually as important as people make it out to be, to be honest with you. I think as long as you have a few leaders or enough leaders to, to keep the group honest. Which um, Ireland do. Which they do. That's not an issue for Ireland. Mm. Um, you saw that in the summer. Like, you don't. Like, they have plenty of leaders there. They can do it on home soil um, in very difficult, you know, circumstances. Um, so, look, it's a difficult one. Like, again, I, I'm not going to be, I don't think I'll be able to provide any light on this one because I think I'm clearly, I, you know, I'm either biased or I'm, you know, because obviously Sean Cronin would be a friend, but um, I try to remain as unbiased as possible. Um, I like, I, I just like uh, Niall Scannell as well. I just think he's a good rugby player. I like lots of things about him. I think he's really effective around the pitch. His set piece is very solid. They're very, he's very highly thought of down in Munster as played well. Played very well we against less. Australia as well. Played excellent against Australia. But look, Rob Herringer was good down there as well. You yeah. know, I'm, I look, I'm just surprised. I always think, you know, there comes a point where, like, 37 years old, like, are you still going to be? And I, with, with the understanding of front row, like, is it? You know, look, maybe I'm saying this, and I'm thinking, why am I even saying this? Because is it as important to be, uh, you know, that dynamic there? But look at the other two guys either side of them, Ty Furlong and Kane Healy. Like, how dynamic are they? And they're so important to the team. So, um, yeah, look, look. I suppose if I felt like there was a real difference in the throwing abilities, then I probably wouldn't probably question it as much. But there isn't, um, you know. Uh, so that's always a difficult one for me to answer, to be honest. Rory, what role do you think Ty Byrne will have this November? Like James Ryan's obviously nailed on to take one of the second row spots. You have Devon Toner in the squad, you have Quinn Rue in the squad, and you have Ian Henderson in the squad as well. But Tyke Byrne has unquestionably, I think, been just probably the second, along with James Ryan, former second row in Ireland. But he's so new to the international game. Is it a bit too soon for him to start a big game, maybe? I think probably yes. I, well, I don't think it's too soon for him. But I think, again, the, the, the stocks being full probably counts against him a little bit because there's established uh, Grand Slam winning forwards ahead of him. Three established Grand Slam winning forwards ahead of him. That said his performance in that final test in Australia when Ireland needed energy it was Jordan Larmour and Ty Byrne who dragged them over the line and for a guy in a second cap to do that I think was pretty impressive stuff and he's, he's only just kicked on from that I mean he's been really good for Munster yeah. I can see him starting this weekend and I can see him being the bench option in the second row because he's more dynamic than Devon Toner and I think Henderson and Ryan is the preferred choice uh, against Southern Hemisphere opportunity, uh, opposition that's really harsh on Devon Toner who has never let Ireland down and is actually enjoying a really good season and runs the line out really well, so I'm probably underestimating that facet a bit. Like you know, the Rory Best, the stuff that your your line out calling lock dude, it just doesn't show up on yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. Devon Toner hits you know countless rooks that we don't see, don't pick up on. But and I think he will rotate that position through. But I think Byrne just gives you so much energy off the bench, and he's he cannot he can call line outs himself. He's made the big decision of coming home, and he's kicked on. He's become a leader in the Munster dressing room already. Like he's he he wins so many turnovers. He's yeah. he's been immense. Yeah, like I think he's probably going to be one of those guys possibly might be caught on the, like he's one of those brilliant athletes that is kind of in between like a pure second row and a six. Like he's, that's perfect for the number 19 jersey, isn't it? Because he can I come on. I think he probably and, is. Yeah. I think that's probably from, where he'll end up. He can come on for Manny in the, in the test as well, I think. you know he's Yeah, he could. like, And he's quick enough to do it. Like he's really, he's got great pace uh, mm. as well. And he's so good to spring with 20 minutes to go. I, I agree. Yeah, he is. Like, and he's a nice... Like, and I think he can be solid if you need him to be. Like, he'll get you a turnover here and there. Um, 
Yeah, look, that's a real interesting one for 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 Tyke Byrne, you know. Like he's um, obviously um, he's very exciting talent. Like I love watching him play. Yeah. Like he plays the game properly as well. Like he's you know plays heads up rugby, um, and as you said, he's fit into the Munster team quite well. Actually, he's a really nice piece of the puzzle alongside Klein. You know, I actually think that's a really really nice little yeah. duo there. Um, so it's interesting. Like I look, it's like yeah, look, Ian Henderson. He's so dynamic. You know. Um, yeah, that that's a tricky one for me. Like I, I think I have a feeling he could go with those the, that Leinster pairing. I think he could could switch it in. I think Tyburn. I think Tyburn could end up going up against Ian Henderson for a branch and, and actually might not get on off mm. the back of that. Yeah, well, Henderson um, was one of Ireland's best players in the Six Nations last year. He was like, he, yeah. and him and Ryan are just so they're such a dynamic duo. And and yeah, for all that Devon Toner does give you, and he gives you an awful lot. He doesn't give you that dynamism around the park that those other three do. Lovely handling. If you look at man, yeah, that's you, true. You that's see true. him and he pieces of of uh, back row and second row are impossible. If you're picking the oh, back row is going to be next. He actually has a serious problem. Like the, picking yeah. the best team from this panel would everyone fit? Because it's yeah. never everyone fit. It's really really but hard. It, did you see him? There's which, be some serious players. hundred percent. Uh, that's that's a good thing. It's good. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Like uh, uh, I think uh, yeah, it does as well. But like I think the Devon Towner thing. Um, you know, I think if you look at how many pieces of play that he was involved in for Leinster where his handling was kind of the difference maker. Against Edinburgh, he was the... Uh, yeah, he, he, he gave the reverse yeah, back out, but he does, he's involved in loads mm. of those ones. Like, um, And if you look at how many times they actually go to him to play back to Johnny or to play to someone else, or like, I think um, like he'd be difficult to leave out because the line-in ability, like you just straight away you have someone who you can just go, boom, that's where we can go. We can just go up at four if you want. Yeah. If the throw is good enough, they can't stop it. Like there's, and I think he's he is he's been proven to be an excellent lineout caller. You know, I think that's like that he's made that transition because obviously that was the worry when Paulie left. He's like, who's going to call that? But I think Dev has really grown into that role. I think he looks oh, comfortable there as I well. I wonder will he go because the, the Argentinians are so dynamic in the second row. Will mm -hmm. he go with Henderson and Ryan in that game Could and then bring yeah. Dev in against Whitelock and Metallic because that's a proper like that's the best lineout in the world. The best yeah. defensive lineup in the world, the best like maybe he goes that because we saw in Chicago how important the lineup battle was. So again, he's going to change Definitely. it over the course of these games. Yeah. And the fact that Toner has gone to Chicago, maybe he takes his rest next week and comes back in. So Could it's be, it's yeah, an interest. I think it, there's a lot of that stuff going. He's go one of those guys you can just keep playing. Yeah, actually, he like he's never injured or anything. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Dev is. I remember. I remember we were after a big Heineken Cup game a few years ago and. We all had to get we like a five day turnaround and we like everyone's like we we're in for no regardless you're in for massage, uh, the next day and he'd never actually had a massage in like ten and I was like man I am I live on the thing like, <laughs> trying to get every last like you know molecule of <laughs> of like help from anyone else to help me get back in the pitch now obviously my situation is probably different today <laughs> it was vastly different but it was interesting I remember him, like and he'd never been in the physio room bar to tape up you know his yeah. his legs for <laughs> for Linus like mad. But a yeah, so he could, keep, he could keep playing. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. I suppose he's six foot ten, and like, do you know, every bone in his body is like, do you know what I mean? You know, every time you hit him, like he's the worst person ever. He'd be like breaking lads' eye sockets and <laughs> shoulders because his elbows coming down wrong, or he stands on your foot or something like inside sixteen feet. He's one of those guys. Like, but he's kind of indestructible a little bit. You know, he's he's been a serious servant for for Leinster and for Ireland since Paulie's gone. You know. Yeah. He's, he's been the mainstay never, there. He's never let Ireland down. No, like, no. But I just think someone who never let Ireland down is going to miss out in these games. So it's going to be... Possibly could do. Uh, it's going to be... I can see that side of it as well. Yeah, Sorry. You, yeah. you mentioned the background, how difficult it is. So if we're working off that it'll probably be Omani 6 and Standard 8, are we even going to, are we going to work off that basis? What about Jack Conn? No? Over Standard? You won't Standard over CJ Standard. Really? Uh, he's well, been better than Standard all season. 
I think so. Uh, yeah, he'll I, go I, with Stannis. Yeah. I think I don't even know why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just and, think and Pete's, I, pretty, I, Pete's pretty safe, isn't he? I mean, oh, Pete's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you have yeah. Dan Pete Levy, Josh Van Der Fleer, and Sean O'Brien yeah. fighting for one starting spot. One and Jordy Murphy. And Jordy Murphy. Yeah. In, very interesting times. Yeah, it's uh, like Pete's. Uh, Pete's the only one I can see who's like n- nailed on. Um, yeah. And should be nailed on. Like he's playing outstanding rugby, I think. And I also think the line out perspective, especially against New Zealand, like you, you just need to figure out ways where you can deny them ball somewhere. Line out's a good place and it worked well. Now I know they'd no second rows over in Chicago the last time, but um, you know, he's so dynamic there, especially at the front of the line out. Um, you know, if your thrower has an off day, you know, because he has to go over Pete all day, uh, you know, that's that's one place where you say, Well, maybe we can get an edge there, maybe we can throw them off their game a little bit or whatever, but um, the other two are like oh, I'm less convinced that I think Stander should be the starter um, I think Jack Collins got off to a better start this season I watched a lot of Munster so, like in the early parts of the season now maybe I'm being a bit harsh because I think CJ might be one of those guys that like needs the games under his belt yeah. to really start trucking because he looks like he's getting a lot better yeah. Um you know, I was kind of wondering, I was like, oh, he looks a bit so, but then like some people are just like that at the start of the season um, I'm thinking Cardiff away and a few of them he was kind of didn't have many kind of big carries or anything like that. But actually, when it came to Heineken Cup, he actually did have a lot of big carries and that. So um, I think he probably will start. Joe likes him, knows what he's going to get from him. Um, it's I suppose that the key part is like that, like that's probably that seven slot. Like, where do you where do you go there? Like Yeah. How do you, how do you, divide, how do you divide Levy, Van der Fleer and O'Brien? O'Brien probably still needs a bit more game time at this stage. Well, he started with Van der Fleer and Murphy in Chicago when O'Mahony and... O'Brien will come back from injuries and O'Brien is coming back from injury now and while he's shown some good stuff I'm not mm. sure if he's at full pelt yet but he is the one player the All Blacks fear the Slash no No but that's why <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, That's why no. they know him yeah. But that's why they know him I just remember I think I've said this before yeah. in here but Jerome Kino just wha- like just wax lyrical about him before the last time they, mm. they, he, they respect him they, he's earned yeah. their respect yeah. countless times against him he's just the, and I think Sean O'Brien when fit and firing remains Ireland's best seven but Definitely. it's a competitive field. God, he's and, Le- and Levy, yeah. like Levy's numbers are off the charts. And Van der Fleer's tackle count yeah. is incredible. And Murphy, again, like he's made that move that, that Ireland wants him to move, to move. So that's going to count in his favour. Plus, he ha- like Joe has turned to him time and time again. And he's always produced from him. He's always produced from him. Yeah, it's like they're, they're yeah. four excellent players. Like I don't think... Yeah, and I think it's, it's partly like they're all different as well. So you've got to, you know... You've got Any to sign of Reese Ruddock ever? Sorry, we may as well... While we're on the back row, like mm. is he... Well, I think he captains this week. So that possibly so, yeah. takes him out of the equation next week. But, and... He's kind of very much. I know he can play seven, but he's not going to beat any of those. Sorry, four. not seven, but I mean, like, there's no way there's. I don't know. How bad is that shoulder? Did he get a bad shoulder injury? I don't think so. It was a fine. They didn't say anything anyway. No, no. did he not get hurt? He did get a knock at the end of that Glasgow game. Yeah. Nothing's come out about that yet. Nothing's come out about it. But okay, I mean, Ireland right. only did media this tonight, like back in Chicago. So, oh, and then so I, by I, the time this airs, who knows? There could be none of these people available. Um but uh, yeah, well, if, like I think Rudder comes in for for Pete if that's the if he yeah, is out. Yeah, but you know, yeah. O'Brien can play six, Levy can play six. They yeah. have so but many it, options. If I had to nail you down on a starting back row plus bench option for the All Blacks game, it would be for the All Blacks. I think you need to see how Argentina goes in some ways because Levy and O'Brien are both short in game time. But I both th- I think they're both better at everything than like I think Van der Fleer has brilliant elements to a game. Yeah. But I would go with either of them ahead of him if they're fit. And if if everyone's fit, I go for O'Brien. And leave you on the bench. Yeah. Luke. God, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I actually, 
for once I agree with you. Right? <laughs> um, no, but I actually. But Vanderpierre could be getting out of for his energy. Like, he you know, could. But he just he could. I don't think he does yeah, the he make any mistakes and he does, doesn't miss tackles. He's just bloody reliable. Um, nice handler of the ball as well. Kind of, and he's actually carrying. I think he looks really strong this year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, came back with a few extra kilos on um, from the big layoff. He looks really. He looks extra strong in contact to me. Um, I, I, I again would always pick Shawnee. Uh, I don't know whether that's because I've just. He's always been every team I've been in. If he's playing, is better and yeah. is such a smart footballer. Um, he's vocal as well as oh, he's real. really great. You can hear him all the time. You know, I think Levy and a player that Joe Schmidt does well, really like, right. Yeah, like, do, do you know what I actually think might be a key th- a key part about it is if he can get to the New Zealand game with like lots of fit bodies, whether he takes a chance and puts an extra forward on the bench. He's never done that, but I. You, you, I think I also, there could be like if there's ever a case to do it like and he has guys like he has like Joey Carberry um, and he had, like you could have like a John Cooney or a Marmion who could like if you got really stuck I'd such a big chance to take but I, part of me wonders was like oh could you do that could you have because like that's where I feel like if you you need to you just need firepower there like to deal with them I, I don't know it's just a thought sorry I don't think so it could be a crazy the, thought the one thing that happens so regularly in Ireland games is that the third Back the third back, like they they, they often yeah. have so many backline Probably injuries. too big a risk, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, they, like the, you know Marmion playing on the wing against yeah. Australia that time. You know Carby played a full back. They, you know the yeah. back three of Marmion, Carby, and, and someone else. So like you know, they, I just think that they do need, tend to need their back sub. So I, I don't know if they go check with those crazy ideas. Right? <laughs> just, um, that's supposed to be your job, Will. You're, you're <laughs> I was just so stunned by it, how insane <laughs> yeah. it was. I couldn't no, even respond. It, oh, it's, I suppose, sorry, my, my thinking is obviously like, that's where they kind of grind you. I always feel like yeah. you just get ground there. But I actually think they probably won't do that as well to this Ireland pack as any other pack, especially our front row. Like, you know, we're just, that's we're so, those two props are just, yeah. and he, sorry, I say that, Word. the four props yeah. are unbelievable, aren't they? Yeah, Beelham's having a great season as well. So he's Beelham looks good. Beelham looks good. Yeah, agreed. And like, I think as well, um, I actually think Kilcoyne has kind of he's had he's been really good, um, and I actually think uh, do you know we, I thought Stephen Archer's actually been solid this season. Yeah. I know their scrum is kind of like there's lots of talk about being like kind of illegal or whatever, but it's they've got all the penalties and they look really good to me. Like they did a bit of a job on Leinster in the Aviva. I thought they were very unlucky that day not to get like a penalty try. So yeah, yeah like we're, we're I think that's the one place you probably say actually Ireland. Jeez, look, sorry, it's not the one place, but I just feel like I don't think they're going to gr- grind us out. Do you, do you think that when you look at the Ireland pack? No. No, I think I, I think it's the I, first time we re- I'm looking at it going. Do you know what they actually have to outplay us because we're f- we're able to compete with them physically. Yeah, it's the pace they have. Is the, it, that is the maybe it's re- sorry, your man Yoani looks like yeah. that. They've just got that, that, that bit extra Oof. of in terms in terms of creativity. Oof. They just they have Bowden Barrack can just do anything at ten. But like it, I don't think it's that. I think it's it's a pretty close call. I I, I don't think they're going to be rampant favourites coming in. They're going to be battered by England the week before as well. Yeah, Did you see that try in the weekend against Oz? Uh, the one where they barred through the legs. I wanted. Uh, that was nice. No, that was. But how good is Uwani off the one off the reverse from the scrum? Oh yeah. Oh, and you see, even see like how clever Paranara is. He he does the switch with uh, Bowden Barrett, and then just does the loop around. He he doesn't get the ball, but they just. I looked at that and I was like, "No, oh, that's class." Yeah. Like how good is your man? Like he's no so hard to stop. How quick does Uwani look? Yeah. He's rapid yeah. and he's huge. He's he's massive been, man. He's only twenty one, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were raving about him around the Lions tour. Do you remember? But yeah. Um, yeah, he's just really kicked on. He looks unbelievable. Sorry, Will, come on. No, I was going to say, well, we've covered pretty much all the playing aspects of, of the forthcoming November of the Nationals, but the really interesting thing is Joe Schmidt is going to decide his future after after the four-match series. What are you thinking at the moment? What what 
do you expect him to stay? I guess last week the IRFU or was it two weeks ago outlined their like five year plan and Philip Brown was kind of insistent to oh it's not dependent on one man no like you know where it's not a one man show basically yeah. so it seemed to be maybe paving the way yeah. That was the sense leaving that. I mean, like, uh, every time you talk to someone o- about it on the record, you leave with a different sense. Like, David Nussifor was kind of quietly confident that maybe they, he might stay on. Even when we talked to Joe in Australia about it, he, you know, it's, he hasn't spoken about it since. He, he even said, you know, he didn't leave the door closed. I mean, I've heard people say that the All Blacks probably isn't for him, that he might go off and do something completely different. I mean, there's all sorts of theories around. The only people who really know what's going to happen are, are Nussifor and Joe. And I don't, I'm not even sure if Joe was told Nussifor at this stage. Um, my... Good feeling on it throughout has been that he probably will go because he's achieved so much in Irish rugby. Um, that you know, what else is there left to achieve at the end of a World Cup where hopefully he'll have broken that glass ceiling or quarter final? And if he hasn't, does he want to go through another four years to build again with the set? You know, he's he's been there so long, it's probably time for 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 a change. But you know, he likes living in Ireland. Yeah. He's been here. You know, he's quite established here. He's you know, loved here. He's, like, he's he absolutely loved. Say anything wrong about the guy. He's, yeah, and he's immersed himself in properly. He gets yeah. into the local communities. Like he's just loved yeah. here. Well, I was going to say it's like part of me thinks you know t- is two World Cups is that enough for any coach? And the other part of me thinks well, he is the best. Like the Ireland will never have a better coach than the one they currently have. But they might have like look. We said well, about Stuart Lancaster and like has done a pretty good job with alongside Leo Cullen and Leinster. Like Leinster looked down and out. Remember when he came in? Yeah. Um, they have a far deeper playing pool than the one that Joe had at Leinster. No, but hang on a second here. Like d- 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 we were all talking about Leinster being like, what are they going to do? Like this is like you know we were they were terrible and you know didn't even get out of their group. You know, uh, in like d- this isn't like that's not that long ago. Like. I think you have to give some serious credit to 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 those two guys. Oh, like and get, they get a lot of credit, but they, they do. But like they, they have the sorry, deepest squad in the history of club rugby. No, but they didn't. Whereas no, if you look at the on. benches, no Joe Schmidt era, it's not the same. No, but hang on a second here now. They didn't have um, look look a lot of that is down. And actually, did have lots of guys who did who actually left during that period. I just think none of those guys have left really. They've like Jordy Murphy and Joey Carberry, but no one else has really left. Of the top, like yeah. you know, Andrew Conway left, Noel Morris left. There was loads of people, you know, uh, Felipe left. Like all these people left just before, like around. So there's a lot. There was movement around. There, de- there was definitely movement. But like I think, why we say the the talent pool is deep, like you still need someone to to have their hand on the tiller. Like and yeah. like I think it's not just. I I think we have to have some perspective on it. We st- I still think they haven't, um, you know. I, I I feel like the job they've done there has been like almost spectacular. I know people will say the talent pool is really deep, but they actually kept playing the guys. Like they just played them all. Even when th- people were saying, like Matt O'Connor, like you know, since that little period, like not not many guys got opportunities, then, but lots of those guys were around to be able to keep them, like to to get them to stay first of all, but to actually get them producing stuff. That's good. Like I mean, I think I think that's probably one of the great un, un like unspoken bits about how good a job they've done. And, I and, think, and nobody's saying that they're doing a better <coughs> a better job or a worse job than Joe Schmidt did at Leinster. It's a different it's a different job, mm. but it just proves that when Joe goes, there is a future, because you know they're like they're not like. Yeah. The, it also proves we can produce our own players, lads. That's no, like I like I'm sick. Like honestly, I just think like I'm trying to get project players from everywhere. Like have a look at home. There's low. Like I, all our best players are Irish born guys. Like they really are. They are like all our best players in the Irish team. And all that. Like look at Leinster. There's so like there's not that many. Like James Lowe's class, of course, but yeah. like they still have class behind them. Like it's, it'd be Fergus McFadden and Jordan Armour or you know Rory. Like there'd be quality behind them anyway. Like so. Um, 
I don't know. Look, I think they've done a great. We talk about the talent pool, and that's yeah, it is. That is there, but a lot of those guys be like you know you need to be playing the good team. Just to go back to the Joe Schmidt, what would you expect? Do would you be surprised if he stayed on? I, no, it wouldn't be either way. Uh, I could see the merits of both. I, I think Rory's saying like it's a kind of is it a natural culmination of a job very well done? Um, and I think you know I, th- I actually think to be honest with you, I think regardless he can look back at it and say. Like we can all look back and say, you know, he's done a super job. That guy. Um, I per- personally, I might say, is it a time to naturally to just look for something different? Um, you know, look, geez, if we won the World Cup, you're probably saying, geez, please mm. hang on. But like, where does he go from there? I suppose. Um, uh, difficult to say. I can see the merits of both. I think like he, like I'd be uh, look, I'd be delighted if he stayed. Would another four years be too long? No matter who the coach, you know what I mean. Like even though he is unbelievable, is the that natural just... turnover? I think it's not like you know. In the, I think in, in in soccer, I think you know you always think about the Fergie thing and he kept changing the team. Um, and I think you know there's a lot of similarities in how quick the turnover is in in, in rugby. You know, like he's had look, he's had his lieutenants like mm. you know he's had you know Bestie Sexto. Uh, a few of them have gone, your Paulies and Dricos and that, but um, no, he's like like Robbie Henshaws. These guys have all been there. They're your Keens, your Gigs, whoever it is. They're those guys for him. Um, but there's been lots of turnover uh, like everywhere else in the team. Um, so naturally, I think that's helped. Um, you know, when you look at the age profile for the next one, I think a lot of those guys, like your Gary Ringrose, probably Henshaw will be around for the next one as well. Um, you know, Rob will be gone, but there's lots of guys who've been there a long time. Like, is it like, you know, do you want do you want a new voice at that point? Do you want some new thinking? You probably do. Like you probably want to freshen things up. He probably wants to freshen up. He probably wants a new challenge somewhere else. Um, does he want to go home? Like New Zealand, like I, one of my sisters live in New Zealand. Like it's it's so difficult to like stay in contact and to go home. You know, there's like it's you know, that is a difficult part of it. I'm sure there's part of them that says, actually, you know, we'd lo- actually love to go home and just actually be around family. Yeah. But is there an opportunity that's good enough for it's only him? one job that will be worthy of him, really? Like, I couldn't see him going back to club rugby. He loves club rugby, he loves it, man. Loves Honestly, he loves being he? the day to day, yeah. Like, uh, and like you look at somewhere like the Blues, like, there's a big job to be done down there. Like, whether you know. Whether sorry those things materialize or not, there might not be an opportunity. But you could see <laughs> you I, make I, one when he's available. But he might not need the money either. Do you know yeah. that kind of way? Like he's one of those guys who actually like look. He's made a fortune here. Like he's been earning half a million quid a year probably for like the guts of ten years now. Like look, I'm sure like that. And going back, oh, to definitely go, that, you think he mightn't go to anywhere? Like you. No, I'm saying he might see. He, look, he he might not. He could go back to the you know being a, a you know the, the principal of a school or right? he was principal of a huge school or like it was like a two two thousand pupil yeah. I think or something like that. That's a pretty good job as well. But he could go back to somewhere like the Blues, say Claremont. Claremont. He could go France, there. Right, you know the medical the he, medical. He's things. not short of options. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's yeah, a big, he can do whatever he, he wants. He definitely could with the private sector. You know all these things are on on the table for him, and. You know, it's it's whether he wants thinks that there's it's whether he thinks there's enough of a challenge in remaining here for another four years because it will be another four years that you've been, mm. you're staying on, having done it for so long, having been away from New Zealand since 2007 when he came up to Claremont in the first place. I just mm. I think it's probably time. It, it'll it'll probably be when he sits down, he, he weighs through it. It probably will be time. And I, I think within the Irish system, with it with with Lancaster and Farrell, they'd be the two that I kind of be pairing together. Maybe flip the yeah. way their England roles. You've suddenly got a you know a pretty good combination yeah. there to, to kind of push the thing on and 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 as they've proven at Leinster after a bit of a a, 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 a down period with Matt O'Connor you know life does go on it's not built around one guy and, and the RFU were probably right when they were saying it last time it will you know it's he has been Ireland's most successful coach he's the best winning ratio he's made history on several levels he hasn't done the ultimate yet well sorry well, he's done one of the ultimates which is the, the Grand Slam but he hasn't done 
the, the quarterfinal, but that's what he's building towards. Everything has gone into that. So mm. I th- do think that he probably will at the ba- on on balance he will probably choose to to to, to say goodbye at, that, at the end of the World Cup. Just before we wrap up, guys, and uh, you know, there's so much to talk about with Ireland that we didn't really get to touch on any other team. But is there any particular team you're looking forward to watching or you're interested to see how they go in November? I'd love to see our, the Argentinians actually put it up to us. I mean, it was their best ever year in the championship. Uh, so oh, Sorry, it's the best year so far in the championship. Um, they look like they're playing good rugby. I'd love to see them give us a good... Because I've been disappointed with them the last couple of years. Like They were, they were beating well last year. Um, and I thought they were going to put up a real fight. Um, I'm interested to see South Africa, whether they can bring in a little bit of that form from rugby championship as well. They have a very um, tough schedule. They have England, France, Scotland and Wales. Yeah, they have a deep playing pool. They should be well able, you know. Um, and I think they need to have a big tour. Yeah. You know, they do need, like, they need a bit of momentum. They're going to lose their European-based players this weekend because it's outside the window. So they're that's playing against right, England right. without Faf de Klerk and Willie yeah. LaRue and all these guys. That, that's, that's a tough start because if you lose momentum now... Yeah. You're suddenly on the back foot, and you, and that's one of the games of November because England are coming in with a. It's so funny how things work. Like we're, we've just spent the last 45, 50 minutes talking about all the options Ireland have, and it's about like tweaking things or oh we see this and that. Like Eddie Jones has gotten to a year out, and they don't really have a clue what their best team is. Like will they go back to Tuilagi and Benteo? Will they keep the 10, 12 axes? Like Mike Brown has been cut from the squad today. Saw that the back yeah. row. They have they don't know in the Chris back Ashton's row. Back. Chris Ashton's back, and he's Chris Ashton's a great player. He's though. a great he player. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, just and they actually need him. Yeah. Like, he does yeah. those things. You're like oh. Why did but like he Eng- do that? Like England, oh. like bringing in Will Carling as some sort of mentor. Like oh. it's just, it just the Eddie show. Like the Eddie <laughs> keeps giving. Like compared Mitchell, to the, Mitchell, how quiet is Ireland is. Is Mitchell in? Is he? he in is, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just he's like, meant to be how quiet Ireland, Ireland is, and like how little gets out of Ireland. And England is just yeah. a carnival. They're over in Villamora this week for training, and all the journalists are over baking in the sun. It's <laughs> oh, a dream. Oh, like, lovely. You know, man who's back. It's a big storyline. Chris Ashton's yeah. doing media today. Big storyline. And like it's going to be. I think England. My answer would have been England because yeah, they're playing. Africa playing New Zealand. That New Zealand mm. game has been talked about for what three years about you know. Oh, Doesn't have a luster when, it did two no, years ago. No, it's kind of it's no. got you know they rode the crested wave two Six Nations and, and like this is a big moment for Eddie Jones and whether this whole thing is going to work because you know he delivered in those first two years and it's fallen apart a bit in the last. What did year. you make of Mitchell? What did you think of that? Like obviously the stories are bizarre. weird, anyway, weren't they? Yeah, it's a bizarre like, move. Like because one his track record in the last few years has been poor enough, and two he's not even living in England. He's watching the games on TV and. Eddie Jones had been quoted two years ago saying, oh, you have to be there. You can't watch them on TV. Like, so, now he's, <laughs> it's like, he's uh, not. It's like you're scratching around for something. Like you're, you're just trying to bring something in. Something a hard edge or something. Yeah. But like, it is funny. Like You would have been covering them, uh, you know, the England team in the first two years when like Eddie Jones, everyone, he was getting so much praise. Like Everything he was touching was turning to gold. But now like the, the, the turnover they've had with the coaching staff, the kind of team That's issues I side. mentioned, like th- there's some real red flags, yeah. and the most important who, who players. Was the co- as well. Who was the hooker that called it? Was it Steve, uh, the Australian hooker? He's the commentator. Phil uh, Kearns. Was it Phil Kearns? Was kind of prophetic about it. He was like, yeah, yeah he can do a year, but two he can't years, do two. He can break them. them. Break them. Was yeah. that you? Said, yeah, yeah Phil Kearns. Well, I didn't. Phil, Phil said it. I'm just relaying. <laughs> big Phil said it. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It looks that way. Like from just from the talk in the camp, you hear people saying, "Oh, he was trying to get an extra like twenty percent of them fitness wise." Like. Can't do that. Yeah. They're international athletes. Like, yeah. you know, if you get a percent, that's a really big win. And like, there was a report last year or last last month or month before um, where Owen Farrell's medical kind of reports were basically leaked out to the media, and it was like this guy is is on is knackered. He's on the on the cusp of of a breakdown, and yet they still they have to keep playing him because he's so like he's so important to both teams. Vunipola keeps position, getting injured. Though, yeah, ten, like, but I think Manu come back might bring that in, but then they don't have a creative twelve. Yeah. They've got so Slade, many issues. I don't. Why does he not class get, He's there. class. How does he not he's get a Rolls Royce. He started in the 
in the summer against South Africa, but he actually yeah, didn't play. Do, yeah, well. but, I like but then they bring Danny Cipriani in, like they bring yeah. in, you know, they bring they just bring like Chris Ash and Cipriani, and that's part of yeah, the problem with having pool. a bigger playing pool because yeah. you have to Look manage. France do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, All right, just they're going to be fascinating. Yeah, so, there's actually so many storylines, but we'll get this thing under control. We've gone on long enough. So just before I finish up, like four games this November, how many Ireland going to win? Uh, three. Lose to the All Blacks. Yeah, four. I think four as well. Oh, yeah. nice! I love it. I love it. That's great. Like, like, sorry, I, I'm, I feel like they're really targeting this one. Yeah, yeah. as well. I think they both are. Yeah, I think. Look, it's great. Like, I, I sorry, I, I hope I'm wrong. I obviously hope I'm wrong. Predicting. And I'd love to see us have. I think we've got our. I just worry will we miss the Murray Murray kind of aspect of it a little bit. I just feel like his kicking is so important to us. Um, it's the like I look. I hope one of the guys steps up. I'd love to see Luke McGrath there. If I'm being honest, because I think he's playing great rugby. Um, but whoever does, whoever those three guys steps in there, like I'd love them to do a great job. But I feel like that's the one position on the pitch where I'm like, ah, Aaron Smith or Perinara, like they're they're definitely ahead of where those guys are at the moment, yeah. and they've got more experience. So. Um, Everywhere else, I feel like it's actually not too badly matched, bar maybe whoever comes up, whoever whichever poor soul comes up against Huani. Um, <laughs> I think actually think we're actually matched up quite well. The rest of the yeah. pitch, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong because I actually think it's our best ever chance to to really beat a full strength team. It'll you know? be Johnny Sexton putting the perfect punctuation on a World Player of the Year season. Please God, please God. Yeah, That's I, my like prediction I think, anyway. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. I actually can't see. Like, I mean, I think the the kick against France. I think the Heineken Cup uh, performances, the consistency there, the consistency throughout Six Nations and Australia. the performances in Australia. I mean, that was a big. I mean, he was brilliant down there as well. I thought uh, ran the game really, really well. But um, yeah, it's probably. I think it's probably. It's the first. It's it's actually the best I've seen him play. In like, he played brilliantly in every jersey he played in last year. Um, consistently well, I thought. He looks like he's really grown into. Like he's not, I, I, he looks like a Ghana guy who doesn't really have too much to figure out. It's just whether he delivers on what is in his head and if people are in the right positions around him. Um, I think he just seems to just deliver on the same stuff all the time. Do you think that with him, Roar? Or, or no, he's just he's, he's, he's just in a really good place with his game. He's I think just every time he plays, he mm. makes the right decisions. He just he looks does, so comfortable. He's got time on the ball. Yeah. Um, and no one is really like in other years like Brian just got he was robbed in 09 but mm -hmm. like you know, I think Richie McCall won it that year I don't think it's anyone like yeah. Barrett Barrett's still really good yeah. but he's he's still not he's not perfect now he's missing kicks and stuff where Johnny's mm. Johnny's kicking is just off the charts yeah, brilliant season. Season, over yeah. to lose it was just like really noticeable like in a really bad pitch he was just yeah, nailing yeah, them yeah, was, so um, yeah mm. he certainly gets my vote I can't think of anyone who's really come up to his yeah. level on, on a weekly week on week basis and he's won everything that's been put in front of him I think that new Allbacks game is probably too late for the voting because the award's given out the following week mm. but um, it will be a nice way to cap the, that season but like I, you're right Murray is a massive loss for, for the Allbacks game maybe, so all, maybe I'm like, overlooking it and it's kind of like small margins there again like I, cause I act, that's actually sorry the reason I'm, I'm bringing up like one thing is because I actually feel like it's the closest we've been to them mm. um, and I just feel like like any kind of small place where you're like, oh, they probably have a slight edge there. You're kind of saying that actually could be, it could be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm actually not going to go with it, but it could be, I think they could, that, that could be the big thing that'll be. Decisive. Yeah, it'll be a kind of the big, it'll, it'll, it'll be magnified. Sorry, that's the yeah. word I'm like, geez, I got there. Hmm. Yeah, but it'll be magnified because both teams are so tightly uh, matched, you yeah. know. Um, so that's it. Like, I hope I'm wrong again. Yeah. Well, plenty to look forward to anyway Luke, Rory thanks very much cheers, cheers guys
That's all we have time for on the left wing this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great podcast. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thanks for listening and goodbye.